We are going to be learning the first Sichan Parshas Nasei. Just a quick introduction. This Parsha continues uh, from last week's Parsha, where it was discussing the jobs of the Pnei Kahas, that they would carry certain Kalim while they were traveling in the desert, including the Menorah, the Arnakaidish, the Mizbachais. So this week's Parsha continues with what the Bnei Kershon and the Bnei Murari carried. The Bnei Kershon carried the tapestries, and the Bnei Murari, what they would do is they would, uh, they, they would dismantle the beams and the pillars of the Mishkan and put them into the wagons, and they were in charge of making sure these wagons were taken with them and kept safe during their travels. So with that introduction, let's start the Sicha. And uh, what, what the... What the the Sikha is going to start off with is that the, the Parsha actually counts the number of people in each family that were able to do the Aveda. Meaning is, last week's Parsha counted the entire family from one month up and onwards. But this week's Parsha counts only the people from 30 to 50 that were actually able to do that Aveda. So it starts off with the Bnei Gershon, and it says how many were able to do it, and then it tells you the Bnei Merari, and then the end of that, it gives you the total combination of the Bnei Kahas, which were, again, from 30 to 50 that were counted last week's parsha, and the Bnei Gershon, Bnei Merari, from, from the ages of 30 to 50 that were given, that were counted in this week's parsha, and gives you the total number. Sefalaf. La'acher siper, because of Eidus Binyam Bnei Kahas, Bnei Gershon, Bnei Merari, after the counting of the children of Kahas, Gershon, and Merari, as the Pasuk says, whoever has come to serve to do the Aveda in the Ayamayid, it says like this, He says the counting that Moshe counted from the children of a levy of these three families from the age of 30 until 50, and this counting from 30 to 50 were who, was for the individuals who came to do the Aveda. What types of Aveda? He tells you two. One of them was called Avedas Aveda, which means the service of the service, and we'll see what that means in a moment, and also the Aveda of carrying, of transporting. In this, these avoidas were done in the Ayomayid, and this was their number. So Pirish Rashi al avoidas avoidas. Rashi explains what does it mean, the service for a service. So he says, He says, This is the shir with the symbols and the harps, which that was a, what was an avoida for the sake of another avoida. Hainu. Meaning is, do not translate Avaida Savaida, meaning that they did an Avaida of one of the Avaidas which were done in the Mishkan. Like, meaning is Avaida means the Avaida of doing a particular type of Avaida. That is incorrect. Al Avaida le Avaida means Avaida Shihil Shem Avaida Achers. Rather, it means it's an Avaida which was done for the sake of another Avaida. And that's referring to the Avoida of Shir of music, which came um, and was done for the Avoida Sakabanis. As it's known that every single day the Tsibur would bring a Korban Oila. And when they brought the Korban Oila with the part of the Korban Oila is that they needed to bring wine with it, the Yain of the Nesachim, the libation. So when they would pour the wine on the Mizbeach, the Levim had to sing at that point of time. And the second time they would do it is, it was actually on Shavuos, which is coming up, that um, they would bring two sheep which with two loaves of bread. 
And those two sheep, when they were pouring the wine that came with these two carbonates, which were brought on Shavuos, they would also sing during that period of time. So anyways, the point is that the Levim were in charge of that. And they, this singing was never done on its own. Rather, it was always done with or for the sake of this other Aveda, which that was the Aveda Kabanis, or more specifically, the wine libations which came for the car- carbon. Okay. So, B'tzarach Lahavin, Aleph, Lashen HaGemara, this is a Gemara in Erchen, which is the Mokar Pirish Rashi, He, Eizehu Aveda Tshetzricha Aveda, Havi Aymer Zushira, Belila Hasker Shemais Shal Klishir, he says the expression of the Gemara, which this is the source of Rashi, says like this, which Aveda necessitates another Aveda? I would say this is Shir, the singing. But in that Gemara where it says which Aveda necessitates, where it's explaining what these words Avedas, Aveda means, and it's telling you that it means song because it necessitates another Aveda, which is the Karbanis, that Gemara doesn't actually mention the names of the musical instruments. But over here, Rashi does tell us and adds these words that what are these musical instruments? It says it is the cymbals and the harp. So the question, of course, is if the Gemara didn't find it necessary to mention what the uh, klishir were, why does Rashi need to? And Beis, Maduakas of Rashi, who has shir bin metzal time vikandaris? And second of all, as Rashi does feel it necessary to mention the musical instruments, why does he pick these two specifically? There are many uh, musical instruments that they used. Uh, as the Rebbe brings R7, many, um, many examples. And he, one of them he brings is, he brings specifically from the Machaya that says that there are actually eight types of musical instruments that were used in the Mishkan. So why is Rashi only mentioning two? And Gimel, He says, why doesn't Rashi also mention singing with the mouth, vocal music? And it's actually, even before we go weiter, as the Rebbe brings of the Arah, R8, He says, especially since the main shir is with the mouth. Meaning is that the main obligation, when it says, what is the main obligation really of the Levim? to sing while the Nesachim are being poured, that's actually uh, vocal music. So that's actually the main uh, interpretation of our Pasuks, but that's the one that Rashi skips, very strange. Back in the Panim, This question even becomes much stronger after we compare um, with the music, with the Shir that was done earlier on. It was Az Yashar Moshe, as we know that when Moshe did the Shira, that was Bepeh. So we see that in the Torah, when it speaks about Shira, the main type of Shira is Bepeh. So earlier on by Az Yashar, it's Bepeh. But over here, when we're talking about the Shira, the Levim, Rashi doesn't mention this Bepeh. The only thing he mentions are these two instruments. And do not say that the reason why Rashi mentions these two Klishir is because they are, in a sense, general categories of, of music. Meaning is when he's saying the symbols, he means all musical instruments which are like symbols. When he mentioned all when he mentions the um the kin or the harp, he means all stringed instruments. Shahari Matsinu because of Mitsinu, but Yam He says, but that would be but we find that in the Pasik and Divir Yaman tells us actually were three categories of musical instruments. There were Navalim, Bikinaris Matzal time. The Navalim as the Rebbe is going to prove later 
means the wind instruments like uh, like flutes and those types of instruments. Um, but we don't mention anything about wind instruments. He says, Rashi should have either mentioned all three categories of cliché, or he should have just mentioned one of these categories, and that would be serve as an example. And then he could have added, and this is actually what the Pasuk does in Devar Yamim. It says Mitzaltayim and Klishir. So it could have done the same thing here. Rashi could have just said symbols and Klishir, meaning is all the other Klishir that they would use in the base of Migdash. The Levi, that was the Levim's job. But Rashi does not do that. He mentions two very specific types. Okay, base. Gamsar Chlahavin. Hein Emes Shalashon Akasav Avedas Aveda Pirushay Shir. Shu Aveda Lavedas Achaisis. It's true. That the expression of the pasik that it's an avaida of an avaida means it's an avaida for the sake of another avaida, which would be music. Until this point in the Torah does not mention the avaida of the shear of the levim. We actually don't even see that the levim have this obligation to uh, to, to, to do this avaida of shear. The only obligations and appointments that we find that the Levim had was the carrying of the Mishkan. We also find that they had to take apart and rebuild the Mishkan, and that they also need to guard the Mishkan. And Rashi explains, He says, the only time we find, according to Pshutish and as the Reb points out the Ara, that in the, in the Gemara, there are actually uh, other sources and for, for the obligation of Klisher. And one of them is actually from our Pasik, according to one opinion, Rabbi Yechon and the Gemara, the source that the Levim actually had to sing was from our Pasik. But according to Pshutish and the source, uh, according to Rashi, the source is later on in Pashtullah it says the word Nasunim, Nasunim two times. One of them is to teach us that they are Nasunim, they were given to the Kayinim to help with the carrying, and then Nasunim Lashirim, they were given to the Kayinim to assist with the Shir. So, if came any movement, Matam Hisker, because of Kam, Achim, Minim, Bnei Levi, Kol Haba, Latzava, La Aveda Gamer, Rakas Aveda Sashir, Velois Shar Aveda Slavim, Prat Lamasa, Befrat, Shetziva Lashir, Term Nem Bakasa. So, it's understood why over here. Uh, well, did the Pasuk mention? After we finish counting all the Levim, right? And specifically, we were finishing counting the the, 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 the mature Levim, who are between the ages of 30 and 50, who these individuals are the ones who are, that will actually work in the Mishkan, right? That's what the second counting of the Levim was, was specifically those that would actually work. It doesn't mention all the different Avedas that they had. Meaning, so if you're going to give, or saying, oh, from 30 to 50, we had this amount of Levim that would do, you know, all these Avedas. Carrying things, taking apart the Mishkan, rebuilding it again, making sure the Yisraelim do not come too close to the Mishkan. It doesn't mention any of those things. It only mentions two of them. It mentions song, which until this point we don't even know that they have obligation to sing. And the second one is carrying. Why? Why specifically does it mention Avedis Ashir? And not these other ones, when, especially since, that's a general question, but specifically since Avedis Ashir wasn't actually commanded yet. Gimel. So that's another question. So this is a question, um, I guess, really on Rashi, or at least how Rashi is explaining the Pasuk that Avedis Avedis means shir. Why is it mentioning that one specifically? 
and Gimel, there's another Rashi that we're going to discuss. Uh, it says Avedis Masa. So what does Avedis Masa mean? So Rashi says Kamashmoy according to the simple implication of what these words mean, meaning carrying, transportation. So Papashis Kvanos what's Rashi trying to teach us? He says, Kevin Shitli appears Avaida Savaida, which means an Avaida Lavaida Sacheres, Hayamakim Litois Lafar Shagam Avaidis Masa, Hainu Avaida Limasa, Avaida Shehilashem Masa Vlay Masa Gufa. He says, just like earlier on, we said Avaidas Avaida means that it's one Avaida, but it's for the sake of a different Avaida. So maybe an individual will make a mistake and think that when it says Avaidis Masa, it doesn't mean literally carrying things, it means an Avaida which was for the sake of carrying. Meaning is like some type of avoda that you would do either alongside the carrying or before you did the carrying, you had to do something. And that's what we're referring to over here. So not actually the carrying, but something that would be done at the same time or earlier. Therefore, Rashi tells us that avoda samasa means according to the simple implication of these words, which means literally carrying the avoda of transportation that the Levim did. <clears throat> so the <clears throat> He says, <clears throat> but the question is, why would there even be a salkadaitach? Why would we even think that avodah samasa would mean avodah for something else? There is no other avodah that happens with the masa. Meaning, we're trying to say is that since the previous words in the Pasuk, Avaida means one Avaida that goes together with another one, for the sake of another one, maybe also, you know, some other Avaida that goes together or for the sake of carrying, you need to do another Avaida. What other Avaida is there? They would just carry the Mishkan. What, what else would it mean? So, maybe you can give an answer. That Yesh Makam Laima Shekvanahi Avaidas Te'inas Hagalis. So maybe you would want to give an answer, an interesting shot, that the kavana is for the for for um, putting things on the on the wagons. As we know, it's we're going to say later on that the Nasim donated wagons um, with with ox oxen to carry the beams and the tapestries and different things in the Mishkan. So what, what happened was they would actually have to load these wagons. So what would be an Aveda for the sake of transportation? The loading. So I would think that what we're talking about over here, Avedas Masa, maybe means that they have the obligation to do the loading. <clears throat> so why would the Pasa command specifically over here regarding the, the Aveda of, of loading? We didn't even mention about this, uh, the wagons yet. He says, because this Pasuk will be coming to teach us Avedis that were not mentioned in the earlier Pasuk. It would be mentioning the Avedis of Shir and the Avedis of loading the wagons. So that would actually help us a lot also even with the question that we asked in Sif Beis. Right? Meaning as a question Sif Beis is why we mentioned specifically song. Well, we mentioned all the other Avedis that they actually were commanded about. Song was never commanded. But now this would fit very well because we're mentioning these two Avedis. One, the loading, which wasn't mentioned earlier, and also the singing, which wasn't mentioned earlier. And we're saying this is also the jobs of the Levim. So that would fit beautifully. Avol, the Rebbe doesn't like it. 
He says, "Avol noisa v'lezash shekasha leimah shekvanis rashi lishlos inas ha'agolis haniskaris because the lushoyin olahalim parsha saying." He says, first of all, or in addition to the question, is that why it's hard to say that Rashi is coming to negate the loading of the agolis, which is only going to be mentioned later on. Like we don't know about this issue. We, what, what, meaning is, as we one of the rules of Rashi is that he asks the question when the question, in a sense, takes place. So Rashi's not going to negate something which we don't even know about later on. Meaning is maybe when you reach that later point, we could say, oh, maybe why, why can't we interpret earlier in this prior Pasuk that maybe this is what, it's refer- what Vavodis Masa is referring to. But at this point in time, we don't actually know about the loading of the gull. So why would Rashi have to negate it at this point? But he says the main question is, he says the question is really the other way. Why would Rashi negate this avayda? Meaning, is if you're going to say that it means loading, and Rashi saying no, it doesn't mean loading; means literally transportation. But lachayr loading the wagons was part of the avayda of the bnei gerari and the bnei gershon. So, what would be the reason for Rashi um, to negate this particular avayda? And, and also. To remember, to remember that once Rashi negates that this loading and says that transportation means literally transporting things, then our question for Sif Beis comes back again, that why is he mentioning specifically Shir? Meaning if we're going to say that he's mentioning Shir because this is the because we're only mentioning Avedis that weren't mentioned yet, so Shir and loading was never mentioned, therefore he's mentioning specifically too and none of the other ones. But now that we're saying that he's mentioning, um, the Pasuk's mentioning transportation as an Avedah, which is something we already know about, this is not a new Aveda, then the question is, why is he mentioning Shear and all the other ones? We're talking about Avedas that were mentioned already, like transportation, we should mention all the other ones that were mentioned earlier, about guarding the Mishkan and building and, and taking apart the, uh, building and taking apart the Mishkan, and not Shear, or at least all of them, but not one and not the other. Sif Gimel, Sif Dalad, I'm sorry. So to understand these uh, Rashi's, we first need to explain a Rashi in the beginning of the parsha. It says, "Nasa is roish bnei gershom gamheim." It says, um, "Count the uh, the number of the bnei gershom gamheim." Also, them meaning is what does it mean? Also, them we should count. He says, Gamhe means because it's a continuation of a last week's parsha. Just like I command you regarding the B'nai Kos, that you need to count them from the age of 30 to 50 to see how many have reached the category of being able to do Avaidu, who are eligible to do work. So similarly, we need to count the B'nai Gershon to see how many of them are eligible to do work. He says, He says, He doesn't understand where Rashi is being so lengthy. That he says that just like I commanded you, B'nai Kas, and what is it that I commanded you regarding the B'nai Kas, which is to see how many were already, in a sense, reached the L'chlal Avaida. Meaning is we're counting the B'nai Gershon just like we count the B'nai Kas. Why? Because we also want to see by the B'nai Gershon how many are Higiyu L'chlal Avaida. He says, he says this not, why, why would he do that? We already know. He says the, the command of why the B'nai Kas were counted 
is understood very clearly because Rashi already said the reasoning was. The reasoning was that we're counting the Bnei Kahas to know which ones are able or eligible to do the Avaidah Masa. And those individuals be specifically from the age of 30 to 50. So all Rashi really needed to say was, Kamosh Sibisicha Bnei Gamhe, meaning is just like a command of Bnei Kahas. And the student can understand, oh, why was the reasoning that the Bnei Kahas were, were, were counting from 30 to 50? Because we needed to know who could do the Avaidah. So similarly, Bnei Gershon would be counted for the same reasoning. Why does Rashi need to spell it out over here? That's something which would be understood just by reading the Rashi uh, where, where he explained the reason why the Bnei Kas were counted from 30 to 50. So the Moral explains in his Pirshan Rashi. Uh, his Pirshan Rashi is called the Gur Arye. He says, He says, <coughs> he says, these words, Gamheim, is not, Rashi is not coming to explain that you need to count these individuals, Bnei Gershon, just like we count the Bnei Kahas. Because he says the words Gamheim is not going on what it's going to be, um, what it's, uh, what, what's being said in the next Pasuk. It's not going gam heim, meaning as also they should be counted from 30 to 50. That's not how you read it, as also they from the ages of 30 to 50 need to be counted. Don't put the comma, basically, in a sense, after the words 50. Rather, you got to put the comma after the words gam heim, or period after those words, gam heim. And then is really a new is a new idea. Meaning is, where it says in the beginning of the Pasuk, that you need to raise up, you need to count. The Bnei Gersham, when it says, it doesn't just mean a regular counting, rather it means a raising of the head. It means giving importance. It means to elevate, to give status. Meaning is that, you should raise up, you should elevate the Bnei Gershon, also them, just like you elevated the Bnei Kahas. Therefore it says also Bnei Gershon, um, elevate the head and not count. Meaning is in the Torah we find different expressions that are used. One of the expressions used for counting is Pekoid, which means count, and other times it's using Nesai Reish. So why does sometimes it use Pekoid and other times it uses Nesai Reish? So it depends. When it's just to count, to know the number, then it just uses the words pakait. But when it's um, when we're trying to not just count how many there are, but we're also, in a sense, appointing the individual to a status of importance. We're trying to elevate those individuals. From 30 to 50 wasn't just we wanted to know the number, but we're also trying to say is we're elevating these individuals from 30 to 50 because they will be the ones who will be appointed or are being appointed to do the, to do the Aveda of the Mishkan. So that's why it says Gamheim. So Rashi's not coming to explain what it says. Uh, so Rashi's coming to explain that the Nesas Reish is going east also on the Bnei Gershon. So now we'll see how this answers uh, the question that Rashi asked. So why does it say Kumash Sivisicha? Ella. 
Ella, shall pizet tzarch beer, beloshen hakasav, hamashavas, b'nei gershon, b'nei kas, gam heim. But according to this, we need to understand in the expression of the Pasik, it compares the b'nei gershon to b'nei kas, because by both of them it uses the words gam heim. Hamayur shabinyan han, denasa, nasiyas roish, hayu b'nei gershon tfeilim gam heim b'nei kas. Because by the words, by saying gam heim, there's like the b'nei kas, meaning is the b'nei gershon were secondary. But also they were counted for the same reason the Bnei Kahas were counted, uh, as Rashi explains, sorry, this is the answer, to teach us how many has reached the Avaida. Meaning is only the ones that have Avaida get this expression of Nasas Reish. Right? So Nasas Reish, Rashi is trying to say, is, is telling us that those who are doing the Avaida, and a very specific type of Avaida in the Mishkan, as the Rebbe will explain the next sif, Got, get to use this Nisas Rish. Masha came, we're going to say the B'nai Merari, we don't see this expression being used. The Lachaira, Hamachuban, the Nasa Liris Kama Yeshagil, Lachavaydi, Bashav, B'nai Kas, B'nai Gershon. He says he doesn't understand why it's Kam Haim. Why are they secondary? Also, they should have this Nisar Rish. Lachaira, they're also carrying. They're doing the same type of Avaida as B'nai Kas and B'nai Gershon. So both of them are Liris Kami Yeshagil So if, if Bnei Kas and the Bnei Gershon are both, we're trying to figure out how many have gotten into this Aveda of doing Aveda in the base Migdash, weren't both of them doing Aveda? So why would the Bnei Gershon be secondary? And even a stronger question, by the Bnei Merari, it actually doesn't even say to elevate their head or to count the individuals. Rather, just says count them, on the usual expression. Even though that by the B'nai Gershon, we also counted them from 30 to 50, as the Pasuk says, to know whoever is coming to do the service in the Avaita El So if the B'nai Merari also come to do the service in the El why wouldn't it say that expression in Tzayis also by them? So he says, if Nisai Reish is come to tell us whoever was elevated to a position of importance, uh, meaning that they reached Veda, uh, then it should have also said Nisai Reish, also by Bnei Merari, because they also Veda. So if Rashi again, this Rashi is trying to explain why does it say Nisai Reish also by the Bnei Gershon. And Rashi explains, because just like it commanded by the Bnei Kahas, that they should have this expression of Nisayis Reish because they are Higiyo Lechlalavayta. Also, Bnei Gershon, they also have Nisayis Reish because they also were Higiyo Lechlalavayta. So why don't we do the same idea and use the same words by the uh, Bnei Merari? Sifei. So Lechayur HaEfshel Levairus Achilut Bnei Benkaz, Bnei Gershon, Bnei Merari, Be'inyan Nisayis Reish. He says, Lechayur he said, seemingly, we'd be able to give it an explanation of the differences between the Bnei Kahas, Gershon, and Merari regarding the expression being used of Nesias Reish. That this has to do with the differences in the type of transportation and cargo that they had to carry, that they were appointed to take care of. Meaning, that the more important, meaning is they all had to do transportation, but depending on what they were transporting, what their cargo was, that's would be their level of importance. So the Bnei Kahas that carried the most, the Arin, the Menaira, etc., they got they were the highest level of um, Nisias Reish. Bnei Merar that took care of the tapestries. The tapestries 
were, were able to see into the Kaidish and the Kaidish Hukdashim. They, they were the walls of the Kaidish and the walls of the Kaidish Hukdashim. They were secondary. They were also Gamheim, meaning is that their, in a sense, importance came because they, these tapestries saw those inner Kalim that the Bnei Kahas were carrying. So, in a sense, their Kedusha comes because of those Kalim, so therefore it's secondary, just like the curtains were secondary in Kedusha. But the Bnei Merari that just carried the, beam, the beams and the pillars, um, they would not have that ability, they, they were not called in the C.S. Reich. But the Rebbe is not going to like this question, uh, that, sorry, like this beer, as we'll see in a moment. But let's first read it inside. He says, B'nei kahas shohayu mufkadim al nasiyas kaydash ha-kadashim ha-arin ha-shulchan ha-manarim z'bachas v'chulu chafzeh mishkan mukdashim yeser behem ha-yer ikir inyan nasiyas reish eifan ha-kin ha-ila. He says, B'nei kahas, that they were appointed to take to carry the holy of holies, the arin, the shulchan, the manarim, the mizbachas. These are the items in the mishkan which were the, of the highest level of holiness. Uh, so by them, the Ikir Inyan of Nesiyas Reish, they had the main Nesiyas Reish on the highest level. But at the Bnei Gershon, that they also... Um, had a very holy avayda. They took care of the items that were able to see into the Kedush HaGadashim. So they also had the Nisiyas Reish. But since the Kedusha was of a lower level than the Bnei Kas, therefore also their uh, Nisiyas Reish was a secondary, was a tuffle, Gamheim, also then, in a sense like a, a tuffle to the Bnei Kas. Um, the the Bnei Merari that they didn't have any type of kalim or even the tapestries that were that saw the base kodesh kodashim. It does not say by them nesas reish. Look at R thirty four. He says this answers also why the Bnei Gershon Bnei Kahas were mentioned before the Bnei Gershon. In the parashim, remember, Bnei Kos were last week's parashim, and then only this week comes the Gershon, who was the oldest, and then it goes to Merari, who was the youngest of the three. Why would Gershon be mentioned only second? The reasoning is, it's because they're, what they were carrying, they're being mentioned not by the level of age, but rather by what they were carrying. So the one that was carrying the holiest items was mentioned first, second holy is second, and then the third was mentioned third. This shot actually fits very well with Rashi himself as he explains later on. He says, That we find in Parshish Baleischa, where it's talking about the pidyon of the Bechirim, that uh, the process was that the Bnei Levi would come and they shaved all their hairs, and they went to the mikvah, and then Aaron came, and he took them, and he waved each one of the Bnei Levi. So in the parsha, it uses three expressions of waving. The first time it talks about this waving, it says, uh, it's, it's, it says, V'hainif Aaronis Levim Tenufa, Lefnei Hashem. So he says, that's the first one, which is Lefnei Hashem. That is referring to the Bnei Ka'as, because they took care of the holiest Kalim. Then it says, a second time, Tenufa, it doesn't say Lefnei Hashem, it just says Tenufa Le Hashem. That's referring to the Bnei Gershon, because they also had a Vaitis HaKadosh, they had to carry the Ureas, the cross, and those were the hooks that were held up the Ureas. And then it says a third time, a Tenufa, that's referring to the Bnei Merari.
So we see that Rashi himself learns that the reason why it talks about three different types of tanufas because they, 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 because they had different levels of Kedusha. He says, It says three times Tanufa. The first was Bnei Kahas, because they had to carry the Kedush HaKadoshim. The Bnei Gersham, they also had to do a Vedas HaKadosh. They had to carry the items which were seen within the Beis HaKadoshim. And the third time, it says Tanufa, that was for the Bnei Merari. He says, besides for that it's hard to say, the Rashi's, that, that Rashi's relying on us to compare his words here to what's going to be said later on in Parshat Baloischa. And by learning what it says later on, we'll realize that these are three different levels of Kedusha, and therefore maybe, and therefore learn it back in our Parsha and say, that the reason why it says Nesias Reish only by the first two families is because of uh, the higher level, you know, because of the type of kalim they're carrying. Rashi didn't explain to us that point yet. But besides for the main issue is like this. In Mizeh Gufa Shal Nesias Reish Bevnei Kaas Pirish Rashi Mana Mehem Es Haruim Lavidus Masa Shasiyasa Dereshes Balei Koyach Kibahem Shach Rashi. Rashi explained that. By the by, the bnei kos it says it says nesas reish of the bnei kos and Rashi says why does it use this expression of nesas reish he says because he was counting and appointing those that were roy for avodas masa and why would you count and elevate and appoint these individuals from thirty to fifty um, because for avodas masa because Rashi says clear because it needs a lot of kayach it needs energy and strength so we're elevating the people thirty to fifty. Not because of any higher level of kedusha, it's because they had the strength. Rashi says those who are less than thirty, they do not have their complete strength yet. Those who are more than fifty are already getting weaker. He doesn't connect it at all with the holiness of their masa. He says the reasoning why it says nesius reish by these individuals from 30 to 50 because they need extra strength. So we see the elevation that's happening to these individuals is not because of the kalim that they're carrying, it's actually literally only has to do with their age, with the kayach that they have. So move in, she'inya nasas reish lefiyar shrash, yirak matzad shru'uyin la'vaydis masa. Therefore, So now that we're saying that it has nothing to do with the object that they're carrying, it really just has to do with the individual. So it doesn't have to do with the chafs. It has to do with the gavra. It has to do with the individual. Or if they were strong, they had the nesias reish. So why aren't we mentioning either? Why aren't we mentioning bnei Marari? What are the differences between these three families? So we must say that according to Rashi, in the counting of the Bnei Levi from 30 to 50, there are actually two categories of counting that's going on. Aleph was a sug minyan ba'ifin denasas reish ha'shaych b'ikr eitzel b'nei kas, v'gam eitzel b'nei gershon k'tefeilam b'nei kas, gam heim, avaloi eitzel b'nei rari. One type of counting, which is the oifin, is the style of counting, which is nasas reish, that the counting also elevated the individuals. That's shaych b'ikr by the b'nei kas, and also by b'nei gershon in a secondary type, uh, a type of way, but not at all by the b'nei rari. And then, Bez, there is the minyan of Levim, Kola Ba, Litzvah, Avida, Ba'il Maid. 
The, then there was the, the counting, which was literally just the counting, that whoever came to do the Avaita between the age of the 30 to 50, uh, they were counted. They were counted. So this, we're going to explain what this answer is in a moment, but our main question is, why does it say, like we're saying, Nesias Reish is only by those two, the first two families, but not by B'nai Merari, because they, they didn't have the Nesias Reish, because... It, but the question is, why aren't they having a Sisraish? They're also being counted from the ages of 30 to 50. So they also are being part of the Avaida. So if we're counting anybody who is part of the Avaida, who's doing any of this transportation and this carrying, then why aren't we counting the B'nai Murari? That, that was our question. They're also between the ages of 30 to 50, and they're part of the count. They're part of the total count also. So what we're trying to say is that really in the counting, there were two purposes. One type of count, which was specifically for Nisayas Reich, which only included the two first two families. And then there was the general counting, which was for anybody who reached the age of 30 to 50 that will do any type of Avaida in the Mishkan. And that included also the name Rari. So, hey. Sorry, not hey. Vav. Habir Bechalzad. The explanation of all of this. He said the expression uh, is expressing the elevating of the head, giving importance and giving status to those individuals who have kayach, who have energy, who have power. And they are fitting to do the avoida of transportation. Like Rashi says, by the Bnei Kos, he counts those individuals that are royu to do the avoida of Masa. So the differences in the expression, the Sias Reish, that's used by these three families, has to do with the different type of avoida that they had to do relevant to avoida Masa. It mentions the Torah only the Avaida of carrying. And since that was their entire, entire Avaida was just to carry and transport the Kalim, therefore by them it was the main concept of Nassas, right? Because that was their entire Avaida. At Slam, Yeshna Avaidin Nesafis al Masa. By the Menei Gershon, it says this is the Avaida of the Mishpachas HaGershunai, that they had two things. They had to do Avaida and transportation, meaning is that they had an additional Avaida, another Avaida in addition to Masa. Therefore, the Masa that they, the carrying, the transportation they had to do wasn't on the same level as the Bnei Kos. Bnei Kos, they were the main carriers. In the Mishkan, B'nai uh, Gershon had multiple Avedis. One of the Avedis was, was also to carry certain items. But that, in a sense, wouldn't be considered really their family uh, duty. That was the Kahas family duty. But the B'nai Kahas, in a sense, couldn't do all of it, or only took care of certain things. So part of the B'nai Gershon would be, in a sense, also to take care of part of that Aveda, which was to carry these items. Therefore, wouldn't therefore it's gamhein, right? Meaning is the voida of the bnei kekas, which also the bnei gershon did, took care of some of the items, not the whole, uh, not the holiest ones, but they took care of part of those items. They also had an asias rish. Therefore, this is, we could see a deek in rashi. 
prior by the Bnei Kahas, it says they're counting those from 30 to 50 to see who reached the Avedis Masa. Meaning is the reason why it says Nesidus Roish by Bnei Kahas is because of Avedis Masa, only because of that. Masha'in came in our Parsha, Rashi says they're counting 30 to 50 to see who reached L'chalal Avedis Rashi's trying to tell you that the reason why it says gam, it, it's Nesius Reich, right? But at the same time, it also says gam heim, which means they're tafel. Why is it that they're tafel? It's because they're an avayda, which include two items. Includes the avayda of carrying and the avayda l'avaydu l'masa. So therefore, Rashi just says it's tamzai l'chalal avayda in a sense to hint to both parts. That there's the masa part, which is here. But at the same time, it's not pure mass, it's also other uh, avedis that they had to do. Therefore, it was also gamhe. By the Bnei Merari, it doesn't say at all, the, this, is, this is the avayda of carrying. They did not have the avayda of carrying. Rather, what does it say by them? It says this is their mishmeris, this is their appointed duty to carry. What's the difference if you're going to say that it was the avayda to carry or their, uh, they had an appointed duty to take care of the carrying? Meaning, the masam was not a avoided by them because they actually did not need to carry the beams and the pillars um, on their shoulders. Rather, they were just appointed on the masam, on the transportation means that they were they had responsibility to make sure that it was loaded on the wagons, and then the, and the wagons were um, transported to wherever they were traveling to. Meaning is that upon them was they had the responsibility to make sure that the vayda was done, but not necessarily with their own bodies by carrying these items with the shoulders. And that actually how it was bapayal. Their Transportation was not by using their shoulders, rather it was with the wagons, as it's going to say later on in the Parsha. Therefore, since their main job was not to actually do the Avoidus Masa, therefore they didn't have this elevation of the head, they didn't have this raise in status and importance, which would be connected specifically to those individuals that had to do the Avoidus Masa. So that's the second that was the first category where it says Nasas Reich, which was only by the first two families, but not by the Mene Merari. But we said the second category of counting anybody that did a Vaida Ba'el Ma'id, they were part of. Sif Zayn, that's what we're going to discuss now. Nonetheless, Bnei Merari were counted from the ages of 30 to 50. Because even though their job was that they were important, appointed to take responsibility of the masa and not to actually carry it themselves. But nonetheless, this does not negate that there were certain scenarios that they also had to carry things on their shoulders. So the reason why they're being mentioned, I, uh, because they did have a certain amount of responsibility. He says, True, the main Transportation had to be with the wagons, and therefore, as mentioned, we do not say Nisuyus Reish by them. He says two things. First of all, um, since the um, 
First of all, you needed to have the carrying and the loading of the items until they reached the wagons. So they had to take a beam, but how did the beam get onto the wagon? So they need to load it. So they need to carry these beams until they're actually loaded onto the wagon. And then, so, for, so they did have a certain amount of carrying, you know, the carrying was in a sense a carrying for itself, for its own purpose. Like the Bnei Kos, they carried the items for the sake of carrying, or for the sake of the travel, they had to carry it. Here, they didn't carry it for the sake of carrying in a sense, it was for the sake of transporting it, but they still did some type of carrying. And second of all, it is possible to say that not all the klimash, the kalim, uh, were actually put on the agalas. So the big ones, like the beams, the pillars, the main things that they had to take care of were taka put on. But it is possible, as the Rebbe mentions, R44, that there were certain things not put on, uh, on, on the wagons. And you have to look at the R's. I didn't have a chance to do that. But there were, could have been certain canelons that maybe were not put on the agalas. Um Maybe the ropes, stuff like that. I don't know. So according to this, maybe uh, this is what Rashi is coming to negate in his parish when it says avoidus masa kimashmai. So we, our question was, of course, it means carrying. What else could it have meant? So masha means limasa masa So he says, what well, we could have thought it was, we might have thought that avodas masa means that there was an avoda that they were appointed to take care of the of transportation. So earlier we wanted to say that maybe a like another shot you would give is that there was an avoda for the sake of of carrying. Meaning is. The, the Agolas had to carry and transport the beams. So they had to do the loading, which would have been Avoidah Lamasa, but we didn't like that shot. So now maybe the Rebbe is trying to say, Avoidah Lamasa means something else. Maybe it could have mean, meant that they were appointed to make sure that the Masa got taken care of. He says, that's why Rashi has to... So, so Rashi negates this shot. Because if it was just that they were appointed to take care of the avoid uh, masa, that's not connected with kayach. So our question earlier was, if we're saying that they were appointed to make sure that the loading was put onto the, the loading of the beams, that the beams were loaded onto the wagons, so the main question he asked was, that l'chaira, maybe that is what it's including. Why, like, maybe that, that makes a lot of sense. If there was a job to make sure that the wagons are being loaded, and even the, we said the B'nai Gershon eventually put the tapestries onto the wagons to be uh, transported. So why don't we say that's Takapshan in the words of Voidas Masa, that they, that they, ha, were, they had the obligation to, they were appointed, and they were had the rights to make sure that they got loaded onto the wagons. So over here we're saying is because that would not have made sense why they are getting the Nesiyas Reich. Nesiyas Reich was specifically for carrying items, not for being appointed to make sure things were loaded onto the wagons. So therefore Rashi has to negate that this is the Bshat. That's not connected to the Indian of Balakayach, therefore wouldn't have been connected from the idea of the, between the, th- the ages of 30 to 50 that they had a Nesiyas Reich. So why were the Bnei Merari counted for 30 to 50? They didn't do any carrying. So we just finished explaining that. They did do some carrying. We need to know their number of carrying in order, uh, because they had to do a, a small amount of carrying, as we said, transporting it from the, um, 
uh, you know, loading it onto the wagon. So they didn't get, they had to be counted because they were part of the Avodis Masa, but on the other hand, they wouldn't have got the Nesias Reich. But by the B'nai Gershon, we're seeing that they do have the Nesias Reich. So that couldn't have been the reasoning, uh, because, because if that was the reasoning, then even the B'nai Merari would have been counted. So the question is, of course, if they also put things onto the wagon, why are they Taka being counted as the uh, Nesias Reich? So that's what we're going to see in Sifchas. Also, B'nai Gershon had wagons. They actually had two wagons to carry their uh, cargo. What's the difference between the B'nai Merari and the B'nai Gershon? And it was such a big difference until we said that by the B'nai Gershon, the Masa was considered an Aveda. He says, He says, Seemingly it's understood that the the Aveda of the B'nai Gershon and the Merari with the um, disassembling and the assembling of the Mishkan was done on a certain Seder. So, first was the disassembling that the B'nai Gershon did, which was Shaykh to them. First, they would take off the Kalei Achatzer, the Yeriyos, Hamachasim, Sakrasha, Munim, Altulim, Aleim, the Take of Tanim, Oismal, Golosim. First, the B'nai Gershon would come. They'd, of course, have to first take off the curtains and the, and the uh, lace work, the curtains were on the Kali um, was around the courtyard, the lace work was around the courtyard, and the Urias was actually on the Mishkan itself. So, of course, that had to be done first because you can't take the beams out until the, um, the, the, the uh, coverings were first taken off. First. So, the B'nai Gershon, of course, did that first. The take of Tanu Eisen and then they would take these tapestries and put them on the wagons. And then only afterwards, B'nai Merari began their Avaida, which was the Farkas Amude, Chasi, the Kashi Mishkan, Vachulu, Vatinam, Alagal, Shlan. And then only afterwards, the, um, the B'nai Merari would come, they take down the beams of the Chatzar, they take the Karshe Hamishkan, um, and, um, and put them onto the wagons. So Adarach Zabah comes to Mishkan. Similarly, when they built the Mishkan again, they reassembled it. The first thing that they would have done is they would have taken out the Krashim, the Amudim, uh, from the wagons and put them and stood them up. And only afterwards, once the beams were already set up, then B'nai Gershon would have come and taken the tapestries and the, and, and the lace work and wrapped it around the beams uh, of the Mishkan and the Chatzar. So Nimsa Shab Shab Shabne Gershon has serious Riasamishkan, the Skalai Chatzim and Hamudim, a daim Amdu Amude Chatzar al Makaiman. So comes out, and this is the main point the Rebbe is trying to stress, is that when the Bene Gershon removed the curtains, uh, the beams of the Chatzar were still there. So Mamela Hayu Bene Gershon Mukhrachim Lasis Yarias Bakasaf, a play Kol Shata Chatzar Mishkan, Achutza Chatzar. Therefore, since the beams were all still in place, when they took off the uh, the tapestries of the of the Mishkan, they had to carry the tapestries from where the Mishkan was, they had to walk through the courtyard until they exited the courtyard, and then they could put it onto the wagon. He says, because they would not have been able to bring the wagons between the beams of the Chatzar. As we know, the, 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 one beam, the, the space between one beam to the next beam was five Amas. 
and that's including actually the the beam itself. So really, it was actually less than five amas between one beam to the next beam. And the agolus had a width of five amas. So A, you can't get five ama wagon through an error, which is exactly five amas. But the truth is, as Rashi already explained, that it was actually really less than five amas because you also had to include the area of the actual beam itself, which was part of that five amas. So it wasn't the area in between. It was really including the beams was five amas. So the agolus couldn't get in. So the Bnei Gershon had to actually carry these items to the agolus. The Masha'inka, the Bnei Merari, Harilaha, Yishuma, Hachrik, Shisu, Ba'atzmas, Akrasha, Shatach, Gadol. But by the Bnei Merari, they did not have to actually carry these beams uh, for a long distance. But the name Rari did not have to do that because they were able to take the Agalas and put them right next to the beams of the, the Karshi Mishkan. And so Ibazai, their masa was actually quite small because what they were able to do is they could have taken the, the, the wagons, put them right next to the beams of the Chatzar, take start taking down the the, the, the beams and put them directly onto the gulls. Then they would have moved the wagons even closer right to the Kashia Mishkan, and then they would have taken the crush and the Mishkan and also put them right onto the wagon. So they actually didn't need to carry it for a long distance. It was just a matter of picking it up and really putting it into the wagon. So, and this was also give us another added explanation why the Nasas Roish of the Nei Gershon was secondary to the Bnei Kas. Uh, so earlier we said the reason why they were secondary is because that wasn't their only Avaida. They had Avaida, they had other responsibilities. The Bnei Kas only had to do uh, the carrying of the Kalim, while the Bnei Gershon had other responsibilities too. But now we can give another shot why they were tafel. He says, because even mitzad the inyan of carrying itself, their carrying was less than the amount of carrying that the Bnei Kas would do. He says, because the carrying that the Bnei Mori would do would only be through the area of the courtyard until they reached the wagons, then they put it into the wagon. They actually didn't have any wagons at all, and therefore the entire journey through the desert, uh, they would have been carrying their kalim. So therefore they would have been the main Nisiyas Reish. Avil, he says, So why does Rebbe sell Sochair? This seems like a great shot. Uh, so he says, Still, it's only he says, because the order, we're assuming that the way that the Mishkan was um, taken apart was that first the Bnei Gershon would have come and taken down the curtains of the, of, the, of the Mishkan, and then they would have taken down the lacework around the Chatzar, and then only afterwards the Bnei Murari would have done what they did. But the truth is, when you look at the Parshas Pukude, where it says the uh, how, how the Mishkan would have been, um, how the Mishkan was built, it says that first they would they, they put the the the, the donim, those are the the, the bases, uh, and and then they put the crushing, which those were the crushing were for the Mishkan itself. So first it says over there they set up the Mishkan. Only afterwards it says they set up the chutzur. So the first thing built was the was the Mishkan, and then they put the chutzur surrounding it. So that's how they did it when they were building it. 
it's possible that also when they were taking apart the Mishkan, what they would have done first was they first would have taken down the Chatzar, and afterwards they would have gone in and taken down the Mishkan. So if they would have taken down the Chatzar first, then even the Bnei Gershon could have gone right with, with their wagons, and um, they first would have started with the uh, Chatzar, they would have taken the, 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 the lace work, the lace from the Chatzar, put it into the wagon, then the Bnei Merari would have come, taken down the beams. Then the Bnei Gershon would have continued into the Mishkan area itself, taken down the tapestries, and then the Bnei Merari would have taken the beams. So according to how it was built, it was, wasn't built, you know, in a sense, by each family doing their thing, but it was first built, the Mishkan was completed, and then the Chatzar was completed. So when they were taking it down, it would have been the exact opposite. The entire Chatzar was taken down, and then the Mishkan was taken down, and then this Pshat would not have worked. That's why the Rebbe says only Chayur, because it's not clear exactly how they did the Piruk, but if we're going to assume that it was the opposite of how the Akama was done, then this pshat won't work. Ach, ach, but nonetheless, b'chol ha'ifin, ha'yisil levnei gershon al-veidu b'gufam yasser al-benei merari. Sh'ar se'iris ha'machasso, yisas ha'machasim ha'machasim ha'klaim ha'yitzrichon lifresh, o'y lahasser la'achir sh'akrasha mudim k'var nitzvah b'mukaymahin. He says, but nonetheless, he says, the Bnei Gershon still would have had a harder labor than the Bnei Merari, because the, the, the tapestries which covered... Um, the climb, all these tapestries and the lace work, first of all, they need to spread it over the Mishkan or they need to remove it from the Mishkan. So they have to have the a crush and the mudin already standing in their place. And then they would have to go, they would have to have climbed up on the, the, the beams and uh, hung the Urias over it. And then they had to tie it to the, uh, to, to, to the lois. Those were the... Um, um, those were the hoops, so they need to connect the hoops to the ho- to the hooks, and they have to tie it down with the ropes. So it was much more labor intensive, uh, not just a matter of having a bunch of people, in a sense, picking up a beam. But here, you also had to have people climbing and carrying and using a more intensive type of labor. So that's also maybe another reason, even if you want to say that the actual carrying was a more, but the mass in general was a more intensive type of masa. Siftes alpikal anal. According to this, now we can understand why Rashi explains Avedis Aveda. Uh, he says it means the, the shear with the symbols and the Kinaris. And we asked many questions on this. First of all, we said, why is he giving? The, the Gemara doesn't tell us that was with clear shear. Why is Rashi doing that? Second of all, why does he mention only these two categories and not the other category of the, um, the, the Neva, which was the, uh, air, uh, the, the, the air instruments? And why does he mention singing bepet, which is the main type of shira? He says, according to what we're saying until this point, uh, we're going to ask one more question, is if the minion of between 30 to 50 is connected with transportation and carrying, then why are we including in this count from the 30 to 50 the people of Gershon that didn't do masa, rather they did the ala avoid, which we're saying is music. So the So you would say that maybe la avoid is referring to um, taking apart the Mishkan and rebuilding the Mishkan and loading the things on the on the gallus, that even this needed somebody with strength. I'm a like Bal Koyach Kokakabavidis Masa. 
Taka, you wouldn't have needed someone with as much strength for the actual transportation, but you'd still needed someone with strength to do these inyanim. True, um, you would not be called the union of Nesas Reish on these individuals, but you still needed somebody with Balkayach. So why are the individuals, why is the, the people who did La'avoid included in the count from 30 to 50? It would be the same reason why the Bnei Merari would count, were included in the count between 30 to 50. Even though the Bnei Merari didn't do the main masa, but they had to help with the piruk and the te'ina and the loading and all those things. So that took, that took strength. So maybe also over here when it says la'avid or la'masa, la'avid means the loading and, all, and those type of inyanim, which needed kayach. Uh, so therefore they would be counted from 30 to 50, even though they wouldn't have been included in the inyan of nasa Esraish, which would fit because technically, as we said, the Bnei Gershon were a secondary, like the second level Nesos Reish, because not all of them necessarily did the Nesia like Bnei Kos. Bnei Kos are the main Nesos Reish, because they all did it. But by Bnei, Kos, Bnei uh, Gershon that had uh, other responsibilities, we said it was anyways a secondary level. And this could be part of that reason, because many of them might not have done any caring at all. They would have been helping more with the building and disassembling and the transportation. Therefore, it includes in this count those who were from the age of 30 to 50 that, they're, that the individual would have been very strong. But an R Pasuk where it says, from 30 to 50, whoever comes to do the Avaida Savaida, which we know that Avaida means for another Avaida, Avaida for Avaida Akaras, we're talking about music. How is it shaykh by music uh, that you need specifically people that have Kayach? Achain Kaus of Rashi, who has shir time v'kinayris, v'hishmet nevalim v'shir v'pabachlal. Therefore, Rashi says, we're talking about music, which was done with musical instruments of the cymbals and the harp. And he skips out nevalim, and he skips out shir v'pabachlal. Because we're talking about a type of music which, uh, which needs people who are strong. To use these instruments, you need to do work. You need to have a malachas yad. You need to use your hands. And therefore, it acquires a certain amount of strength and energy. But we're talking about the nevel, which comes from the expression of a wine skin of, of wine, meaning is it's a shear, which is uh, a cliche, which is used through blowing. These avoidus uh, wouldn't have needed so much um, strength uh, because it's just with blowing. So blowing is not as much as using kayach. Uh, with, the, with the hands. Okay. So let's go to Sif Yud. So, now we understand why Avedas Aveda was specifically uh, at this point. So we answer the questions why it had it to be, why Rashi includes that it's cliche, not like the Gemara that doesn't bother mentioning what it is, because Rashi's trying to explain why would it be a, why would you use the expression in the sense of Nesos Reish by sheer, which is very easy to do. So Rashi's explaining because we're talking about the cliche, which are specifically has to do with instruments, which take a Koyach, Malachas, Yad 
to accomplish it then. Then we ask why specifically these two are not the, uh, with, uh, with singing with Pepe. And we also ask why not, uh, why not include the uh, Neville. So what you're saying, because those just use breath, the Ficha, and therefore it's not too hard to do. So now we can understand. Now we understand why Vedas Aveda was said in here. So that was the next question we said is, why are we including sheer, sheer? In the you know um, when we're talking about we, when we finish the counting of the people that were working thirty to fifty, the thing that we mention is singing, and we said tra- transportation. Why dafka those two? Why don't we mention all those other items? So the Rebbe explains. He says, when we're kaveya, in this part, when we're talking about the total sum of the count, that of the count of the Levine between 30 to 50, of those who are coming to do Aveda, Avedas Masa, or the Pasuk teaching us that in order to be part of this count, which was limited to the age of 30 to 50, it was because of two inyanim. Either it was because of Vaidas Avaida, Hashir, Mitzaltayim, Vikinairis. One of them was because of Vaida that had to do with the Saltayim, Vikinairis, which took energy. And also Vaidas Masa. But not, you would not have been part of this, concluded part of this count because of the other types of voidas that the Levian did. For example, the taking apart the Mishkan and rebuilding it or loading the Agalas. That these voidas you could have done even after the age of 50. And just to remind you, the reason why the B'nai Murari were counted wasn't, was only because they had, to care, they had to do a little bit of carrying. Until they loaded on the Gullus, they did some carrying. And also, as the Rebbe mentioned, there might have been some other kalim that they actually carried that wouldn't put onto the Gullus. But all these other types of Avedas, the reason why they're not mentioned over here, because that would not have been enough of a reason to be counted between the 30 to 50, which was specifically for some type of masa that you were taking care of, or the shear, which, which, which needed koyach to be done. And this is actually what Rashi says, that once the Levim reached the age of 50, they will not do any more Avaida. And he says, what does this Avaida mean? It means specifically the Avaida of Kosef, of carrying. But he was able to go back to open and to, to close the gates and to do singing and to load the Agalas and also for guarding. So why? Because those items would not have taken a lot of energy. Of, of course, obviously, when Rashi would have said shear, it means specifically the shear b'pah, or with the nevel, not the shear with these uh, other kalim. And they're just the Rebbe mentions, I'll say it outside, R63, that l'chayra, you can ask, l'chayra, uh, loading the wagons with these large beams probably takes more kayach than, um, you know, playing an instrument on cymbals. So the Rebbe says, that might be true if it was one person carrying the beam. But you could have had many people carrying one beam. So you have five, six guys carrying one beam. Uh, and again, it's just for a few moments. That is probably less avoided than an individual had to do the, uh, do the symbols and for the karbanis, which would only have been you on your own uh, without anybody assisting you. That would have been considered, or at least that's what the Torah considers that a higher avoided, harder avoided. Yudalaf, alpiza, yitzich. Before we do that, let's just jump back. We answered the first three questions uh, of Sif 
Aleph and Beis of the Sicha, but just to go to Sif Gimel and show how we answer those questions too. We said, what was the Salkadaitach that when it says, Avoidas Masa, Rashi says it means Kimashmoi. What, what else could it have meant? It says Avoidas Masa, of course, means caring. It couldn't have meant anything else. So, so what, what, what we wanted to say is that maybe it, we would have thought that it includes an Avoida to, uh, that they were appointed to take care of the Masa that they had to make sure that the masa was being done, that they put it onto the wagons. So the Rashi had to negate that because being in charge of loading would not have been a reason to, um, to be part of the count between 30 to 50 because the count between 30 to 50 was specifically for those who did actual masa, who actually had to carry things, not just um, putting it onto the wagon. Let's go weiter. So the Rebbe continues. He says... Um, so it's a very big First chiddush is that when he said after fifty, they're not allowed to do the voidus uh, kasef, but they do go back to shir. According to Rashi means. They go back to Shir B'Pat Ubenavl, but not with these other instruments. Because, uh, as we said, Al Pipshat, you need to be between 30 to 50. The second Kiddush is that since the reasoning that once you're hit 50 years old and become weaker, it's hard to do the uh, music with these instruments, then there wouldn't be any difference between whether in the Mishkan or the Mikdash, Beis HaMikdash. So it comes out that the psul of years, reaching the age of 50, you'd be possible even for future generations, regarding these two cliches, that even for future generations, even the Beis HaMikdash, once they hit 50, they couldn't do it. Which is not according to halacha. So this is a chiddush apshutish mikra that they wouldn't be able to do it. Unless whoever wants to say that it was exerzakasiv that the reason why uh, it was that, but once it hit fifty years old uh, in the base of migdash, you're still able to do avoda. It's exerzakasiv that after fifty years you're not allowed to. That you are allowed in the base of migdash. While in the mishkan, we said once you hit fifty. You would not allow to be doing any more Avaida. That's like a, a rule that the Torah tells us without necessarily giving a, a reasoning for it. Meaning, even though the Torah tells us because it has to do with strength, but this itself, that you have to have a certain level of strength, was something which is specifically for the Mishkan. Uh, the Mishkan, not the base of English. Okay, Yud Beis. So the uh, the chassidus on this Rashi. According to this, uh, we can understand. According to the beer of what the avoidus were of these three families, it gives us added explanation of what the Alter Rebbe says in Lukut Tara in our Parsha. He says, He explains the, the spiritual differences between these three families in regards to the idea of Nesias Reish. So, Nesias Reish, he says, Nesias Reish al Pichasidis is an expression, it tells us about the avoidus of going, of, uh, of going without any limit. Meaning is that you're raising the head to the level of Ratzin, the level of Kasser. These are levels which are Bli Gvul. Usually Gvul is always Seichel. 
uh, intellect. So when you're saying you're raising the head, meaning is you're raising your head to reach levels of Kedusha which are higher than Gvul. You're reaching the Ratzin and the Kasser of Hashem which is higher than limitation. So B'nai Kas, B'nai Gershon, B'nai So B'nai Kas and Gershon would have been two ways of this going. There was the Mailamata Umamata Lamaila. The explains that it's that one starts, oh, these two Aifanim of Hiluch can either start from a Mailam, meaning Hashem in a sense inspires us and that causes us to go Bligvul, or restart the process by going Bligvul. Therefore, by these two families, it says Nasa Esraish. They were oimdim, meaning they stood in one place, they didn't go. As we see that their avayda was to carry the krashim, which these were atzishitim, uh, pillars of wood, which stood in one spot. So therefore, it doesn't say nasa esraish, because they didn't do the nasa esraish, they didn't have this hiluch bligvo. So that's all the Rebbe explains over there. He says, The whole purpose of the Eden traveling the Ben Midbar was in order to be pale on the Eden that they should have this Avedah of going. Uh, so, how could it be that this Avedah was not by the Ben Barari? But according to we just explained, that when it says that you're raising the head, you're elevating to them to a status of importance, is connected specifically to the void of carrying, we can give an answer. So we can say that even the Bnei Merari had the avoid of hiluch bligvul. They also had nesayis reish in a uh, in, in a spiritual way, but their nesayis reish wasn't connected to their own bodies. Rather than nesayis reish that would have, they would have had was connected to their wagons. To explain this, in the hiluch bligvul, there's three points. The two, three nyanim. Aleph is the etzma licha bligvul who avel l'Hashem the nefesh b'hamas l'achabirura. He says this ability to go, go bligvul to travel bligvul. This is an av that comes to the nefesh b'hamas after the nefesh b'hamas has been purified. Meaning is, um, the nefesh b'hamas is like an animal in a sense that doesn't is not limited by seichel. It's not limited by cheshbon calculations. So when you get the animal to love Hashem, it it comes to love Hashem with all of its energy, all of its koyach, without any type of uh, limitation, without any type of cheshun. The cave in the Sherish and Nefesh Bahamas, that since the Sherish and Nefesh Bahamas comes to the Oilam Haptayu, which is higher than the Sherish of the Nefesh Lakis, since the, the source of Nefesh Bahamas comes from a higher level, comes from Oilam Haptayu. Oilam Haptayu, in a sense, uh, not to explain the whole idea, but this is a world where there's with, it's a world without any limitations. It's a world without cheshven. Toyo means chaos. Meaning, each emotion, each idea there is without any limit. There's no combination. There's no uh, negotiation. There's no compromise. So that's kind of like an animal that doesn't understand the idea of compromise. It wants something and goes for it. it. It follows its instincts, whatever those instincts are. That's the idea of there's great power in the kayach of the shar. I'm sorry, there's much... Tvua, grain with the kayach of the shar, meaning is that with that power of the shar, it's able to accomplish a lot more than a human can with that raw energy. This is an avablig vol. So that's the idea of the wagon. The wagons were carried by these ox, oxen. And based then there's kavanas the hilich blig vol who she is kam acharech and the rutzalash and rabim she ganav nafesh lekis the tikunti of betnuot blig vol. He says the purpose, the kavana of going blig vol is that after you they will run, meaning is after Hashem they will run. 
Lashon Rabin, this is plural, that the Nefesh Lakis also runs with the Nefesh Hamas, that even the Nefesh Lakis, which usually is based on Cheshbin, on Seichal, it also gets attracted to this powerful love and get, gets pulled with the Nefesh Bahamas. They go together to running after Hashem. And then Gimel reaches the, the highest level, the that after it is affected and is able to do this then the Nefesh Lakis reaches its true source and its true root, that's only shaykh to the nefesh because as it says in the end of that pasuk of Acharecha Nerutza, that the king will bring me into his chamber, meaning is that after the nefesh is pale, this beer in the nefesh Bahamas, and it, the nefesh Lakis itself, has this powerful drive and love for Hashem, um, then Hashem takes the nefesh and brings the nefesh into his own personal chamber, meaning is there's a complete unity of the nefesh with Hashem as they are truly one in their source. This is the differences between these three families. He says, when Amorari says they were appointed to take care of the carrying, but the actual carrying was done through the wagons. And even the, therefore, even the carrying that they had on the shoulders, which we said was you know, the transporting it into the wagons, and also the few kalim that they did have to carry, that's not considered a veida. You know, this means that their hiluch that they were able to accomplish was only in the nefesh Bahamas, but they weren't able to affect this hiluch uh, also in the nefesh lakis. Meaning is that when it came in in, in kedusha dik matters, even though they had a powerful, uncontrollable love for Hashem, but the nefesh lakis in a sense still had a certain cheshbin. It didn't wasn't taken over by this powerful love. It didn't affect the natural kiss. Or maybe in another way of saying it is that even after the person had this powerful love for Hashem, he's still serving Hashem in a limited way. Like he has unlimited avis Yisrael. But at the end of the day, he only gives 10% to tzedakah. He has a powerful love to Hashem. But at the end of the day, he's still only learning an hour in the morning, an hour at night. It doesn't actually affect him. So he has powerful emotions, but it doesn't affect his nefesh kiss. It doesn't affect his actual Gershon, though, it affected the nefesh Bahamas and the nefesh kiss. And yes, it came with the of Yenu Melachadarov, Shbehemahil Hilchbligvum, Tadashur, Shamit, and Nefshalakis, Shaina Shaklal, and Nefshbahamasagals. By the Nekas, they were brought into the king's chamber, meaning as they had a Hilchbligvul, what came because of their true source of the Nefshalakis, which is not Shaykh at all to Nefshbahamas. It's only something that happened to the Nefshalakis, meaning is that ultimately the Nefshalakis was able to have such a great unity that it was literally one to Hashem. I'm going to give maybe a mashal, which is, I hope it's correct. Um, that sometimes in Hasidus there's a love which is like a fire and a love which is like water. The love like fire is, is, is you want to get away from where you are and you're trying to travel. You want to get somewhere. It's like a child that hasn't seen his father for many years. He has a very strong desire to see that father. It's like a fire. In a sense, that's in a sense like the B'nai Gershon. B'nai Kahas is when it's like water. It's calm. It's like when the father and the son are reunited. So in a sense, maybe that's what's referring to over here, that there's a certain unity. The Nefesh kiss feels Hashem, he's one with Hashem. 
Therefore, the main thing that the Bnei Kos cared was the, the Aaron, which is the Torah, which the idea of the Torah is unity, as we know, that one studies the Torah, one becomes unified with Hashem's Seichel. That's the highest level of unity that we have, and this is affected by, this happens by Matan Torah, by Chag Hashvuas, and everybody should have a good Yom Tif, and the Chabad Zayin, the Torah, B'Simcha, Ubepinimiyas.